Hey queens, and welcome to the Purity After Promiscuity podcast, where we are redefining a woman's worth. I'm your host, Janelle Renee, and I just want to say, hey girl. (laughs) Y'all know that's my thing. I love it. I love to greet you guys. I love to welcome you guys in. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all my new listeners. You guys are so appreciated. Welcome, join us. This is a community where we're all about uplifting, empowering, emboldening, right? We're all about redefining our worth, discovering our identity, you know, coming into our purpose or being the best versions of ourselves. That's what we do here. It's a judgment-free zone. And and we're just here to um, create an atmosphere where we can thrive and flourish together as women. So welcome, welcome, welcome to all my new listeners, to all my loyal listeners who've been rocking from the first season until now. Now, y'all know it's been a little bit of a road, a journey, but we're here. We started from the bottom, now we're here, right? <laughs> so I just thank you. Y'all are so important to me. I appreciate each and every one of you. Y'all continue to keep me going. Y'all continue to help me to get up here every week to release the content, to create a new episode, to be able to feel the confidence to get on here, to believe that what I have to say could potentially help another woman and that is the goal so thank you thank you thank you for every stream every listen every share every conversation that is had regarding something that is spoken on this podcast it thank you i'm so proud of you i'm so proud of each and every woman who has gotten the courage or just decided that it is time who's really intentional about taking back her power taking back her mind taking back her peace taking back her joy right that you're ready to take back you right come back to yourself a lot of times we get so lost we lose ourselves you know i i just oh y'all i just realized y'all a lot of y'all know like if y'all have ever seen a picture of me y'all know i probably look young thank you thank you thank you But really, I'm about to be 40 this year. And it's something that I'm not, I thought by the time I got this age that I would feel a little insecure and not want to, you know, say, oh my gosh, I'm about to be 40 because that's like a big number, right? That's a whole generation. And biblically, it has so much meaning, right? Um, But 40 though, that I've been living on this earth almost 40 years come this September. And I'm like, dang, in these last weeks, I had to realize that I really has to figure out who I am and who I am at 40, right? Because see, when seasons change, you know, sometimes we change. We need to change. We can't continue to be that old version of ourselves, even if it was a healed version. Because we're, we're elevating constantly, or we should be. We're growing constantly, or we should be. Our mindset is changing, right? We're evolving. Um, we're constantly growing and maturing. So we should always be, you know, uh, leveling up. There's <laughs> levels to this, right? And it's even levels to redefining your worth. Even once you get to that place where you are the healed version of you. Even when you get to that place where you're the whole version of you, that don't mean you stop growing. That don't mean you stop flourishing. It don't mean you don't stop redefining your worth because maybe in one way you was redefining your worth in the old season. Maybe there's a new way or maybe you need to add something to it. So it's never a one and done, right? This is a process that we're going to be on this journey until the end, right? And so as I'm been redefining my worth and really trying to figure out, like now I'm trying to figure out what's my style, like, what's my identity? What's my look? What? What? Who? Who am I? At almost forty, right? You know, what? What do I? When I look in the mirror, what do I want to see? 
When people see me, what do I want them to see, right? And that's not something I really have been thinking about, to be honest. I've been so focused on the internal um, redefinition process on really becoming healed and whole and really releasing um, a lot of the things I've been holding on to, a lot of the experiences in my past, a lot of the hurt, um, a lot of the disappointment and the challenges that I have faced. Um, I just was really trying to get to a place where I was completely um, able to release that, heal from it and let it go. Not that you ever will forget, right? But you get to a place where it doesn't have control over you, right? It's not it's not influencing your decisions. It's not, you know, controlling your emotions and your feelings, you know, you're able to be at peace. And so I, I've been really working hard towards inner peace and even forgiveness of myself. Um, it dawned on me that, you know, we when we talk about forgiveness, a lot of times, if you hear um, anybody speak about forgiveness, or if you if you're a Christian or you go to church, um, you may hear people talk a lot about forgiveness and forgiving others, and you know how important it is, and how Christ and, and the Lord He forgave us, and so we are in turn to forgive others because the Bible does say, you know, um, by the same measure, you know, however we forgive or however we judge or however we show mercy, that's going to be the same measure that God um, shows to us. So we really want to make sure we're like super merciful, forgiving, you know, <laughs> um, and non-judgmental because we don't want God to, you know, to to look upon us in that same way but it's a lot of time it's reflected on forgiving other people which is important and a lot of times because a lot of our hurt a lot of um, our wounds are um, inflicted by others and so it's easy to become resentful or unforgiving or hold people in condemnation right where you're just holding them in hostage and it's like they owe you something in return for what they've done to you right and um, that's a natural thing. That is our human nature. That is like our default as um, being in a fallen world and, and being born in sin. However, that's just not the way God designed it. So it's not easy to forgive, especially when someone maybe has hurt you over and over and over. It's not easy. It, it takes a lot of intentionality. It takes a lot of, you know, inner work. It takes a lot of healing to take to happen um, for you to really get to a place where you can truly forgive. Because how many of us know, I know I'm guilty of that fake forgiveness, right? Where you like, I forgive you. We good. I don't even, tri I ain't tripping on that no more. But really then something happens and you triggered all over again. Or you're reliving the experience all over again. Or you or you keeping a record in your mind of what they did. And you use that as ammunition, you know, so when they do something else, you know, you can bring it back up. Or, you know, I know I'm guilty. <laughs> so, you know, unforgiveness is a thing. It's a real thing. And it's something that we're constantly working at, right? To to really get to that place, at least me. Um, but I think the thing that sometimes is overlooked that, that we really, I want to focus on even today is forgiveness of yourself. Um, now, I know I spoke about it before in season one, but because I think it is so important and it's so overlooked that I, I really want to touch on it again today because I had to come to the realization in my own time of prayer and devotion that I still was struggling with forgiving myself. Like there are still areas of my life, decisions I made, um, you know, paths I've gone down, um, things I've done, 
that looking back, especially as I gain more knowledge, more awareness, I begin to really read the Bible in a deeper way. And and just, you know, when you read the Bible, any anybody who's a Christian, when you read the Bible, it's just like looking in a mirror. It's just like telling you, and, and, and it's not to discourage anybody because it's a good thing um, if it's received well, right? But it's kind of you looking into a mirror and you're seeing how ugly you are, <laughs> if that makes sense. Because it's pointing out the things about you that aren't good or that you know are sinful or that are you know unpleasing to God things that we really need to change and see a lot of times the reason why people don't change is because they never see themselves this is why you can try to reason with a person who hurt you or done something and you're telling them what they did you're explaining to them it makes sense and you're valid it's reasonable but they just don't get it they don't see an issue they don't see a problem they don't think what they did is wrong why it's because they don't see themselves and so that's the importance of having a mirror or really having the Bible, because the more you read the Bible, the more you see yourself and you start seeing those areas. You're like, mm, ooh, wait a minute. I might need to work on that. Ooh, maybe I'm a little bit more mean than I thought. Ooh, maybe I'm a little more prideful than I thought. Ooh, ooh, maybe I have a little more unforgiveness in me than I thought. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You know, you kind of begin to look at that. But if you don't ever see it, how can you change it? So it's not nothing to to run from. It's not nothing to that you want to you know um, dismiss. It's something you want to welcome because if you really want to redefine your worth, you really want to work on these areas that that are hindering you or the areas that you know that that are maybe cause preventing you from being the best version of yourself, right? Or the areas that's causing you to sin. And so um, it's so important. So as you read the Bible, or as I've been reading the Bible. You know, and listening to teachings, you know, because how many of us know what the word says in Romans? Faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so when you begin to hear the teachings and you begin to hear the doctrine, you know, of, of the gospel of Jesus Christ, you your heart begin to get pierced and you begin to be like, oh, well, wait a minute. So I was watching a teaching the other day and it was talking about how unforgiveness is one of the main ways how, um, you know, our, our prayers are hindered. Um, the blessings that God wants to give us um, are delayed. Um, where the enemy can can really come in and um, wreak havoc in your life. You know, when you're a Christian, you kind of hear of like, don't give the enemy no foothold or things like that. You know, any type of unrepentant sin is an access point for the enemy to come in and, and it bring destruction. You know, because that's his agenda to still kill and destroy. Um, but unforgiveness um, is one one of the main ways that that is done but again the it's always i think more talked about or more pointed out about the unforgiveness we have towards others but i don't think that we talk enough about the unforgiveness we harbor towards ourselves because that is that is equally as important yes you need to forgive other people but you also need to forgive you unforgiveness is unforgiveness right and so i I began to realize after I'm watching this teaching and I'm having this time in um, of devotion and prayer that way, I'm still kind of holding on, not kind of, let's just be real. Again, we do it real hot here on this podcast where we keep it honest, open and transparent. Um, I just have areas that I just don't forgive myself yet. I'm struggling. I'm struggling to forgive myself because I just constantly keep looking at just that person I was, that thing that I did, how evil it was, how wicked it was, how perverted it was, how, you know, all of these things, right? And the more I get closer to the Lord, the more those things become so apparent. 
right? And even when I meet people and they have a whole different type of life or experience where they did nothing of the sort. And then I begin to, you know, compare myself like, wow, you know, well, look at me, you know, look at what I've done. And then it start, you know, even though I'm redefining my worth and I'm looking at things differently and I'm being, I'm healing and I'm becoming whole, you know, and I'm becoming a better version of myself and I'm becoming more secure and more confident and I'm starting to love myself. There's still a part of me that just is believing or is unbelieving of truly ever having the happiness and the joy and the and all of the things that I desire in my heart because of my past, because of the things that I've did. I'm still holding on to, to the guilt and the shame, which really is now saying that I don't trust God or I don't really believe God to be a restorer. Or I don't believe God that when he say that when you confess, you know, and you repent and you're, and you're genuine in that, he is just to forgive. And as far as the east is from the west, he don't really, he don't remember no more. So now I'm kind of really calling God a liar because I'm still holding on to the guilt and shame of my past. I have not been able to release it. I have not been able to forgive myself. But in turn, I'm saying I believe God has forgiven me. That don't even make sense. Like that math don't math. So I had to start saying, being honest, like, oh, Lord, I'm still struggling with forgiving me. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still struggling with forgiving me from keep, for keep going back, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Like how many of y'all have done that? Like, I mean, I, I kept going back to the situation that I kept being delivered from. The, there's like, uh, I think it's in uh, Proverbs where it says, you know, don't go back as a dog. You know, don't return back to the vomit, right? It's like, you, you know, don't, you, you've been delivered. Don't go back to the thing. But I'm guilty. I've done that. I've, and I made the, the, the bad decision over and over again. Or when I heard, I had... I, I had the answer to a prayer that said, no, this ain't it. Or don't do that. Or don't go there. Or, you know, and I do it anyway. Right. And just knowing that and looking back at that now and seeing all of the, all of the turmoil that it caused me when I could have just simply listened the first time, but I had to go back and be hard headed all over again. And I experienced all kinds of storms and, and all kinds of uh, chaos behind it. And now I'm like, dang, I just, I was so foolish. And then I, it's like I'm condemning myself, though, and I just haven't been able to let it go. Like, you know, this this podcast is called Purity After Promiscuity. It's no secret. I used to be very ashamed and embarrassed, and it's not something I'm trying to go and shout from the rooftops, neither. However, I am more healed, so I don't... Um, I don't carry as much shame, but I still carry some, if I'm honest, that I have a past. And in that past, I have been promiscuous. Um, and again, this podcast is not totally about just sexual promiscuity, but it is about that because unfortunately that's a lot of women's, um, stories. You know, we just going to be real, whether it's something you chose to do, or you feel like there was something that, um, it was a result of something that happened to you. Like in my case, you know, having been sexually abused as a child, being molested and just all of the things that took place, um, you know, you find yourself going down a certain path. Well, you know, that's a path that I'm not proud of. And then it's like, as I as I mature and as I grow and I start to realize like how much, you know, how so much, how so many things happen to me as a result of those choices, right? 
and how some of a lot of the things that I went through could have been avoided had I made better choices, right? And so it's that part of it that really has been really like egging me. Like I just feel like why couldn't I stop? Why couldn't I make better decisions? Why did I have to go there? Or why couldn't I have somebody teach me the truth of what I know like I know today? Why couldn't I have parents that really, you know, instilled in me values and morals, you know, and, and all of these things, right? Why couldn't I just have a different um, life or a different situation happen so I could have did better? And so I find myself keep keeping myself in condemnation um, or I'm just going to be honest here to say like I'm, I, I want a husband. And now really understanding the reason why God commanded in the Bible, we don't have sex before marriage, you know, and that, you know, you should be a virgin. And this is something that is a gift that you're giving to your spouse, but it's also a gift you're giving to God. Because what people don't realize in marriage, you're not just marrying <laughs> Uh, the other person that's dead on the other side of you, it, it, whether you're a Christian or not, marriage is a covenant institution instituted by God, period. So the moment you come into that covenant, you're knowingly or unknowingly, you're inviting God in the midst of it because it's a covenant he instituted. And so anything you do or don't do for your spouse or to your spouse, you do it to God too, because it's a three, it's three strand core. It's the represent, representation of the Trinity. God, the Father, Jesus, and Holy Spirit. God is three in one. So a marriage, that's why in Ecclesiastes 4, it tells us that it's a three-strand cord. You're not easily broken because God is in the midst. So now I'm like, well, oh my gosh, the gift that I should have been able to give to my spouse and to God, I can't give it because of my past. So I'm still struggling with forgiving myself because now I'm questioning like, well, what can I offer my husband? What can I offer God? And yes, there are parts of me that that also are are a gift to my husband, you know, and all of those things that's not physical. But in the physical aspect, it's like, I don't want my husband to feel like he got the leftovers or, you know, he didn't got something that some other man or men hadn't had, you know. And unfortunately, I mean, I don't have a time machine and I can't go back and I can't erase time. So it's like, I'm constantly battling like, Dang, I want to be married, but is a man going to really love me? Is he going to really accept me? Is he going to value me? Is he going to honor me, right? Is he going to look at me and love me past and all? You know, it's that constant, you know, going vacillating back and forth. Like, what do I really believe? And it just boils down to the fact that I haven't forgiven myself. And as we're redefining our worth, the thing about it is we can't redefine our worth if we're just going to hold on to guilt and shame. If we're just going to hold on to condemnation, it's like counterproductive. You're not going to be able to truly be the best version of you because you're going to always have, you know, you're always going to be stuck in your past. You're going to keep holding on to that part of you that you don't like or that part of you that is not so pleasing or that part of you that you regret. You know, you're constantly going to be like, it's like you're trying to bring your past into your future and it doesn't work. And so I had to really stop and I had to say, hey, I had to admit, I had to confess. There are still areas of my past, still areas of my life that I just haven't forgiven myself. And then I had to invite God into that and ask him to help me to do so because I don't know how. 
Um, and so, uh, you know, that's just one example of, you know, this process, right? And it's, that's why I said this is not a one and done. You're constantly going to be um, evolving or you should be. You're constantly going to be seeing parts of you that need that you may need to uh, work on, that, that parts of you that need to be healed. There, it's like an onion. You got layers, right? Sometimes our, we have a lot of layers. And so you may master one layer. You may, you may get to a place where you're healed in one area or you're strong in one area you're confident in one area you're healthy in one area but that don't mean another area won't come up that okay now you need to work on that area it's not to say you're not redefining your worth or you're not healing it's just to say that this is multifaceted and so as you're redefining your worth, we just want to be honest with ourselves and we want to live in the moment. And we we really want to deal with whatever it is that, you know, will stop us in our tracks because that stopped me in my tracks. And so now when I'm thinking about who I am and who I want to be at 40 and what that looks like physically and what I want to feel like internally, I'm like at a crossroads because I'm like, well, I have this vision in my mind. I have a vision of this fabulous woman, you know, this stylish, this chic, you know, this this woman, you know what I mean, who who is just very, you know, confident and bold and dynamic and secure and powerful, all of that, right? And I have a certain style that I like. I have certain things that I like to wear. I have certain looks that I like to be in. You might catch me, you know, I might be dressed down, maybe have on some leggings and I may have on like a, a oversized sweatshirt and some Tims, you know, or some tennis shoes. I may have my hair natural i may have it straight i may have it in a messy bun i may you know have it curly you just never know what you're gonna get i may have makeup on most of the time and have a lip on you know or i may want to be dressed you know and i maybe want to be sexy classy i maybe want to you know go out whatever so i have these looks in my mind i have this you know this presence that i want to um you know encapsulate i have this energy that i want to exude that is just so um it's just it is just you know like so uh confident right because that's something i don't feel like i've ever been and yet and still i'm like <laughs> i can't be the version of me that i that i'm envisioning and still be holding on to the old version of me at the same time it's one or the other i can't marry the the two right so now i'm at a crossroads and i'm like hmm how how can I get to a place where I'm completely forgiving myself for the things that I can't change? Because how many of us know that there's just some things in life you cannot change? Yes, you can do better. Yes, you can um, grow from it. You can learn from it. But you can't go in the past and actually change the physical act or the physical thing. And those are the hardest sometimes to, to, to forgive or to let go of because you may have a physical reminder. I have three kids. That's a reminder. Obviously, I ain't no virgin. <laughs> they don't have the same dad. So obviously, I didn't have sex with more than one person. You know, so again, sometimes it is a, it takes a little more intentionality and a little more time to really get over certain things and to release yourself. Um, and so this, this episode is going to be called Release Yourself, Sis. Release yourself from your bad decisions. You know, it's like when Paul in the Bible, I know I'm talking about the Bible a lot today. Yes, um, this is not necessarily a Christian podcast. You don't have to be a Christian to listen or for it to apply, apply to you, but I am a Christian. So I will talk about the Bible. So I hope that does, that's okay. Um, but Paul says in the Bible, he says, um, that wasn't me. Like, that was the sin in me, right? Sometimes, you know, we just... 
we know better in the sense of because you know we got our right mind hopefully or most of the time but sometimes we literally are just doing something and we really don't really know for real like we really don't know like especially if you're just not a christian if you never heard about the bible you never heard about god you never heard about jesus and 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 trust and believe there are some people who that is their that's their testimony they just don't know anything like i grew up in a household nobody went to church Nobody talked about no God. And it, trust me, and if it was a God they was talking about, it was not Jesus. Okay? It was not Jesus. Uh, <laughs> I've never seen nothing remotely close to Christianity nowhere in my household. So I just grew up in a normal, secular, worldly household where what I knew now know as sin, that was just a normal thing. Everybody was doing it. It wasn't nothing. Nobody was like ever thinking twice about it. It was just kind of the norm. So that's what shaped and molded me. I became normalized to sin. I didn't know it was sin at the time. So now as I'm getting older, yeah, there is a right and wrong. But at the end of the day, this behavior is normal. So sometimes that's just our story. And there's nothing we can do about it. We can't help it. Like when you're born into a family, you don't get to choose your family. You don't get to choose their beliefs, their morals. You don't get to choose that. You're just born. And, you know, you're, you're a product of your environment. So sometimes our environment just was unhealthy. It was just toxic. And so we we went down a path where we were unhealthy and we were toxic. And then you begin to heal. You, begin, you, you become um, aware of, you know, of the truth, right? And now you look back like, oh, my goodness, what was I doing? I cannot believe I did that. Oh, my. Because that's how I be. I'd be like, oh, my gosh, what the heck was I thinking? How in the world did I do that? You know, because I'm so shocked because now I'm, I'm a different person, right? But the only way I could become different is I had to be, I had to come into the knowledge of the truth, which I had to start getting serious and reading the Bible and really, you know, get going, you know, to a good Bible-based church that's teaching sound doctrine and teaching truth and all that to recognize, wait a minute, those things that I was doing was sin. Those things I was doing is not normal. They're, they're not right, but you need... It's like you need uh, um, so you need something to show you, right? That is not right in order for you to have that realization. You're not going to just have, you can, but normally you're not just going to have an epiphany. Like, oh my gosh, what I'm doing is just really not normal. It's not wrong. We live in a world where sin is normalized, period. It just is. <laughs> like, I mean, we just go call it what it is. And so, and because even of that, it can still become a little difficult to really be able to discern like, or really have that awareness of what I'm doing is wrong because maybe what I'm doing is what the world is uh, is promoting. Maybe what I'm doing is what I've seen everybody else in my family or around me or in my community do. So it be you. It takes for you to actually have a mirror or you have something that is that is a boundary or you have something that it, it's it's to be able to show you, hey, that's wrong. And when you don't have that in that moment, you can't be. You can't condemn yourself and you can't hold yourself hostage for what you didn't know, right? You didn't know. And so I want you to release yourself, sis. Release yourself of keep choosing the wrong man. We, A lot of us are guilty. You ain't the only one. You didn't know. Release yourself. Release yourself from, you know, allowing your body to be used, you know, and you, you know, not being honoring your body. Maybe that's all you saw. That's what I saw. I mean, release yourself, sis. 
Maybe you'd have had children out of wedlock. Maybe you didn't, you know, whatever, fill in the blank. Whatever your thing is that maybe it's been the very, uh, it's been very difficult for you to let go of. I want you today, I want us together today to release ourselves. You can't change it and that's okay. You didn't know and that's okay. If you could, if you knew better, I'm sure you would have did better. And that's okay. But just be the best you you can be with the knowledge you have today. Don't hold yourself hostage. Don't cut yourself short. Don't begin to, to self uh, start uh, having a mindset and a, a perception that you only deserve so much or you only can get so much or you only could go so far because, of, because this thing from your past. Like, let that go because that's my issue. I feel like, hmm, maybe I'm only going to get to a certain level of where I desire to be because I have this, I have this ugly past hanging over my head. That's kind of my mindset subconsciously. But I believe God wants me to release that because again, that's holding on to unforgiveness because not forgiving yourself is, is just as, is, is the same as not forgiving someone else. And, And unforgiveness is a sin. And so if you don't want to hinder your blessings especially if you are a believer if you don't if you want your prayers to be heard if you really want to see the 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 move of God in your life you you got to learn how to forgive especially yourself you got to release the things you cannot change you got to let go of the past fully you can't keep reaching back and grabbing it like some days because I do that some days I'm like, mm, I'm forgiven, I'm restored, God is redeemer, you know, my redeemer lives, I'm all full of faith. And then there's other days where I'm like, I cannot believe I was so wicked, I can't believe I was so nasty, I can't believe I did that, I was so evil, I can't believe, oh, I hurt that person, I can't believe I did that thing. Oh God, like what 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 kind of person am I? What can what can I offer a man? What can I what kind of man would I get? What kind of man would love me? You know, this and that and the third. And I do it because I it's like one day I'm I'm feeling totally, you know, empowered, and then the next day. I don't know. I may be just having an okay day, a bad day. Maybe, you know, something triggers me. And the next thing you know, I'm reaching back and I'm picking that thing back up. I'm picking my past back up. The very thing that I've already repented for, the thing that I've already turned away and I turned and I changed my mind about, the thing that I've already released to God, I go right back and I pick it back up. And it's like, we can't do that. If we're redefining our worth, we have to do it genuinely and authentically. And we have to be able to release things and leave them down. Let it go, sis. Yeah, he hurt you. Let it go. Yeah, they betrayed you. Let it go. Yeah, that job fired you for no reason. Let it go. Yeah, that person lied on you. Let it go. You know, yeah, that 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 parent mistreated you. Let it go. Whatever it is, because it's not worth harboring, right? Whatever decision you made back then when you was out in the world or when you last week, last year, yesterday, don't matter. Let it go. Because that's not who you are today. Because we're redefining our worth as women. And when we're redefining our worth, we don't allow our past to dictate our future. If you're going to redefine your worth, you're going to walk into your future with confidence and boldness. And you're going to know that you belong there. That in whatever good blessing and amazing things that you um, that come unto you, that comes your way, you deserve it. Regardless of what happened in your past. Regardless of who you used to be, 
If you never had a man that loved you and that that seen you and that honored you and that that you know treated you well, so what? That don't mean that you won't. That don't mean that the next man that you encounter ain't the one. So what? So what that you made some mistakes? So what you have some children, you know, out of wedlock? So what? So what you've been divorced? So what? That don't mean that you're not worthy of having love, having an amazing relationship, an amazing life. So what? You try to start that business and it failed. That don't mean you the next business you start won't succeed and take off and you become a multimillionaire. So what? You know, so what you that opportunity fell through. That don't mean the next opportunity won't be the opportunity of a lifetime. But see, it won't be if you don't let go of what used to be. I think that's a word for somebody. It won't be if you don't let go of what used to be. Yeah, I understand that when you there was the broken version of you, every decision you made ended up, you know, in chaos and destruction and you ended up hurt. It didn't work out. You ended up disappointed. I get it. I trust me. That's I've been there. I know, but that don't mean that that's got to be your future. We have to release it, sis. Release it. Release what happened to you. Release it. I know it's hard. Release it though. I know you I know you know that you that they that they are wrong and they never have apologized to you. Release it. Release it. I know. I know. I know that you did nothing wrong and somebody took advantage of you. Somebody violated you. Release it though, sis. Release it. Release it. I know that you gave that man your all and he broke your heart. He betrayed you. Release it. Release it today. We releasing these things and we want to not just release them, but we don't want to go back and pick them up. I know that you feel like, you know, you, you, you didn't have the greatest life and the greatest parents. And, and the reason why you bit, went down the roads you went down is because of the things that your parents did or did not do. Right. Release it. Release it. I know that you you was trying to be a Christian and, and you was trying to live your life right and you was going to church and you just ran into the wrong people who were misrepresenting Christ and they hurt you. Release it. I know that you was praying and you believed God to heal or to, to fix a situation or turn it around and he didn't because we don't understand that it's not always God's will to do what we want him to do. Release it. Because some of us hold an unforgiveness against God, if we can really be honest here, because I know I used to. I'm just being real. I used to blame God because I'm like, why, why? Where were you? Where were you when I was being molested? Where were you? Where were you when I was being mistreated? Mistreated. Where were you? Where were you when I was being raped? Where were you? Where were you when I was being betrayed? Where were you when I was taken advantage of? Where were you when I was persecuted? Where were you? You know, where, where all these negative, all these horrific, traumatic things was happening to me. Where were you? Why did you allow it? Why didn't you save me? Why didn't you stop them? When I prayed to you and asked you to help me or asked you to remove it and you didn't, where were you? I've been there. Trust me, God, he ain't intimidated. We ain't the first. You read the Bible, you will see there people have, I mean, Jeremiah, he was, he was lamenting. He he's known as the weeping prophet because he was going through it. 
David in the Psalms. He was lamenting. You know, it's normal. But it's just how, it's just what we do with it though. You know, and how we allow it to take root. But release it. Release it. Release it. I know she messed with your man. Release it. I know they stole your idea. Release it. Whatever that thing is, trust me, you're valid. You're valid. But the thing is, you got to release it if you truly want to redefine your worth and be fulfilled and have joy and be happy. Because what unforgiveness do, it robs you of your joy. Because you are holding or harboring something in contempt and everybody else is living their life. Even if you have unforgiveness against a person, you're, you holding unforgiveness against them is contaminating you. You the one angry. You the one depressed. You the one stressed out. That person living their life. Probably living their best life. They're not thinking about what they did to you. And they surely ain't thinking about the fact that you don't forgive them. So the only person who's being affected is you. That's why you got to release it. Because you can't change it. The truth is you may never get the apology. That don't mean you don't deserve it. It just means you may not get it. So release it. And if you get it, you or don't, you're good either way. You have peace anyway. Um, so yeah, that's what I got for the people today. <laughs> release it, sis. Release that thing today. Whatever your thing is, I don't know. Whatever your thing is, though, sis, release it. If it's you, release it. If it's something your child has done, I have an adult child. And if anybody on, listen, if you are a parent of an adult child, a young adult child, you know, these children can do and say some things that you are like, you about to make me catch a case. Okay. Like release them though. Release them. Release them. Because at the end of the day, it's your happiness that's on the line. Is your is your fulfilled life that's on the line? It is your is your health. It is your wholeness that's on the line, not theirs. It's yours. And since I want to see you heal, I want to see you whole. I want to see you just out here redefining your worth and and taking authority and territory and being amazing and, and and dynamic and all of the things that I know you can do. I want I want to see you walking in, in your in your dream life. I, I want this I want that dream to not just be in your head. I want it to be your reality. But it's levels to this. And there are things we just gonna have to do if that's what we really want. But I'm talking to me though, for real, for real. I'm like, <laughs> I'm really talking to myself because I'm struggling with this. Even if nobody else on here is in thank. I'm grateful that you're not, but I am. I'm struggling. You know, I'm still really trying to get to a place where I'm where I am truly forgiving myself of just the person I used to be. And see what I do is because I'm still holding on to that part because I haven't let it go and released it, I in my mind subconsciously, excuse me, subconsciously I'm projecting this thought that I have about me and my past on other people. And I think that's what they think about me. Or I think that that's what they're going to think about me. So then in turn, I self-sabotage because I'm trying to beat them to the punch, right? Um, before, Before they reject me, before they abandon me because of 
you know, my past and my baggage. I go ahead and I push them away. I push them away because I'm trying to protect myself from being hurt again. But it's really all in my mind. And even if, even if that person can't handle my baggage or can't handle my past and that, like, they ain't for me. But I can't keep allowing my past to dictate my future and rob me of the potential of having the very thing that I want. Because that's another thing that that does. It robs us of literally having the very thing we're praying for, we're desiring, we're believing for, all of the things. Because we're not going to be able to recognize it when it's right in front of you. And I don't know about you, but I'm about to be fabulous and 40, okay? And fine. (laughs) And I don't want to live, I didn't already lived a very long time being miserable, being held hostage by my past, you know, being wounded, being hurt, feeling weak, being walked over, being mistreated, all of these things, right? Just feeling behind and beneath and like, like just very unfulfilled and just not having the life that I truly believed that I was created to have. I don't want to live like that no more. That's where I am today. Um, I just don't. I really want to have the rest of my life be the best of my life. And if that's you, I invite you on this journey um, to release it, sis, as we're redefining our, our worth, to release these things that you can't change. Release the past decisions you make, even if that past decision was like earlier today. Release it. It doesn't matter what it is. It don't matter what you did. First of all, nobody's here can judge you because we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And I'm not God. And nobody else is either. And he's the only one who has a heaven or hell to put you in. It's only his opinion that matters. And so release it, release it, release it, release it, release it, release it, release it. Because once you really forgive yourself and release it, you will find that the the things that you really want will start being attracted to you. Because that's another thing that I had came into the, the revelation of. When we holding on to like unforgiveness and holding on to our past and holding on to condemnation, it's, it's almost like you are carrying around a bag of garbage. You're carrying around this bag of garbage and it's stinking and it's corroded and it's decaying and it's awful. And so you're repelling things from you. The only things that's attracted to garbage is flies. And how many of us know that flies are disgusting and annoying? And you wonder why the things or the opportunities or the people and all the things that are coming to you are annoying and disgusting. It's because you're bring, you're carrying around a, a visible bag of garbage that you refuse to put down. Sis, release it. You will find that when you truly release yourself and the other people that you may be hard and un- harboring unforgiveness um, towards, that you will start attracting the things that you desire, they'll just start coming to you. You won't have to go and manifest it. And you won't have to go do all of these things. They'll just come. And so again, I'm speaking to myself. Forgive me. But I do want to encourage you, sis. Please, let it go. Release it, sis. As we redefine our worth, let's, let's let the past be the past. And let's take hold of our future.
I'll say it again. Release it, sis. Whatever that thing is, only you know. Release it. Let it go. You know, if you if it's hard, if it's difficult, pray, seek help. You know, go to a counselor, go to a therapist, go to a pastor, talk to someone, you know, whatever you need to do to release it, please. And so you can begin to pick up that beautiful, amazing, wonderful life that you desire to have in your heart. The thing that you think about, you dream about, you envision. It's like you can see it. You know, we really want to take hold of that this year. And so I just encourage you to release it. And again, um, I'm here with you. I'm, I'm going through the same thing. I'm on this journey right along with you. And so we're doing this together. We're in this together. This is why I love this community. Again, I would love to hear from you all. Um, there is a business page on Facebook called Redefining a Woman's Worth. You guys can always go check that out. Like, please like um, the page. And also, so you are able to message message me, email me. You're able to connect with me. Um, I do live videos. I post content, um, quotes, and all different kind of things, tips. And so if you need um, in between the podcast or if you just are looking for some um, deeper connection, you can always go there. Um, I have an Instagram page called at Janelle Renee underscore one. And I have an email, purityafterpromiscuity at gmail.com. You guys can connect with me there. I would love to hear from you. And I just want to leave you with just know that your past does not define you. It develops you and you are worthy.